and kind of the idea behind open house is just go allowing God to come into areas of your life. Um, perhaps the, that junk drawer that you're like, that's all untidy and unclean or that closet that's full of a mess and you don't want guests to, to see or different things like that. And we've been talking about money last week. We, we, uh, talked about busyness and hurry Sabbath rest. We've talked about cynicism, how we're just cynical towards the things of God sometimes and what he's trying to do in our lives and allowing God to say, Hey, speak to me in these areas of my life. Well, one of the areas that, that, um, I think is important to allow how God to have access to is your story. Austin, you shared a couple of weeks ago, man, here's my story. Um, and there's glamorous parts of our story. There's not so glamorous parts. And you and I know that God works through it all. Um, and so I'm excited to just, again, once again, to say, hey, here's my story. Here's my life. Here's where God's moving and sharing. But these verses that uh, God says about this, kind of where this uh, idea of open house comes from, is from the message paraphrase. And it says that, here's another way to put it. Jesus is preaching a sermon. He says, you're here to be a light. Why am I here? You, you are here to be a light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're to go public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? So I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I put you on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Share your story. Share your God sighting. What we're practicing here today, Sean. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. That's what I'm praying for in the next month before Easter. By you opening up to others, they'll open up to God. And I think this is a beautiful moment. So would you guys do me just a huge favor? Give them a warm freedom welcome uh, to these guys. The sharing. I'll let you introduce to you guys, Sue, Ryan, Zach, Drea. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I'll let you guys take it away. This will turn on here. There it is. Uh, for those who don't know, my name is Ryan Gilbert, and I've been in Los Alamos for a little while. And um, what a gift to be able to walk beside you guys for uh, six-ish years and to be a part of your journey in the Lord. And um, in thinking about this morning, I was thinking about John 4, uh, when Jesus made a point to go to the Samaritan village and meet the woman. And they have this great conversation. Um, and really interesting conversation, but she leaves there and goes and says, come see a man that has told me everything I've ever done. Could he be the Messiah? And they respond and they come and see Jesus and they go, some of them believed because of her story. And I'm praying this morning that some of you see Jesus because of their story in the midst. So, um, if you would introduce yourself, what year in school, and then maybe a highlight from your senior year so far. So um, I'm Zachary Schwarzkopf. I'm a senior in high school, and uh, there's been a lot of good memories this year, but one of my favorites is um, just I've really built like a lot more connections this year with people around me throughout school. I've become better friends with the people I've already been friends with, but I've also made a lot of new friends and have had a lot of really deep, impactful 
conversations about life and about God with a lot of different people. Um, I'm Andrea Chapman, and I am also a senior. And I would say my highlight of this year um, has been like reconnecting with a lot of old friends. Um, so I was also able to go back to dance this year, um, which was really cool to reconnect with all of those people. Um, I'm Seth Yost, and I'm also a senior at Los Alamos High School. And uh, I think the biggest highlight from this year is I had the opportunity to give a message and talk about Jesus and his uh, impact he's had on my life at our Young Life winter retreat so just being able to uh talk to others like-minded people and kind of share some encouragement with them is definitely a highlight awesome hey um and we're gonna start with you seth and we're gonna come back this direction this time on this question is how did you meet god in your life um so i uh was born into a christian home just have, it's always been a part of my life i mean Awanas every Wednesday night, church every Sunday morning. And it's just kind of always been a part of my life. I've never not known what it's like to be in a, a household in Jesus. And so, um, yeah, for a long time, I just really knew the kind of Sunday school answers to everything. And I was fortunate enough to have that baseline knowledge, what it means to be a Christian, what Jesus did for us. And it's just always been a huge part of my life. And my parents are here. They've been huge in that so um um i also very similar to sets um we actually went to awanas together um growing up and my parents i was very lucky to be raised in a christian family and then raised in the church as well um which i'm very grateful and that's the best um gift that parents have given me is a relationship with god um and i would say i think it was in kindergarten when i like first meant the prayer of accepting christ into my life um, and I truly like felt a change in my life um, and like felt the Holy Spirit. And I think since then, I've always like loved God and I've always known about God. I've always been proud to be Christian. And I think it wasn't until I got older um, to like middle school and high school when I actually really wanted to pursue a relationship with God and go deeper in my faith um, and just strengthen that foundation. Um, Gen Life was a really huge part and just helping that understanding of how to build a deeper growing relationship with Christ. So, um, I was also raised in a Christian household, but, um, so I was, I was taught kind of that there was a God and that Jesus is the son of God and that he died for our sins and rose again. But it wasn't until, um, eighth grade that I really, uh, I guess felt the love of God and felt the Holy Spirit working in me. Um, cause eighth grade was pretty like kind of rough year overall um and when I was at a really low point I just kind of cried out to God and that was the first time I've ever heard him speak to me and I took that and sort of ran with it and ever since then I've never looked back and uh recently I just I continue to hear God speak to me and I continue to do my best to obey them but all that really started in uh, middle school Awesome. Um, all those are set up questions for uh, uh, really what um, in conversation Zach had with Mike stirred this this morning and um, he invited me to come and be a part of it. So what a joy. Um, but this idea of how have you encountered God? How has God encountered you this year and in a way that um, has made a significant difference? So 
Uh, Dre, would you want to go first? No? Nope. Okay. By that reaction, I could tell. Okay, Zach, you get to go first. <laughs> um, so in this last year, there, there have been a lot um, of sort of God encounterments, and I'm extremely grateful for that. Uh, going into this past year, like, uh, like I had said, I started to feel the Holy Spirit working to me, but I didn't really have that love for God yet of actively wanting to pursue him and wanting to read my Bible and wanting to pray. Um, but recently, uh, this last year, we went to Lost Canyon, um, a Young Life summer camp, and, uh, and I got to have a conversation with Ryan about a couple of things that God was laying on my heart, but I didn't know it at the time. Um, and we'd had this conversation about the word um, light, which we had talked about in scripture earlier, but God had really laid that word on my heart of going and being um, sort of the light on the hill and sharing him with other people and really just putting myself out there, I guess, in God's name. Um, and so that was a huge turning point. And since then, I started obeying that and trying to do more of that. And then Yeti Weekend came along. Um, and I really got to have some deeper conversations with a lot of people. And then something somehow it just like kind of clicked in that. And then leaving Yeti Weekend, I had just started reading my Bible so much and praying way more. And I just found this whole new love for God. And, um, and it was really, really cool to see. And then I took that and I started sharing it with other people and hearing what they were do what God was doing in their lives. And we just, we kind of took it and ran with it. Okay. Before you hand it away, yeah. what would be from your encounters with the Lord recently, what would be your kind of takeaway? Like if you were to sum it up in a sentence or two, what is, what is the thing that the Lord has burned on you? So, sentence two. <laughs> um, first off, there's so many things I could take away from it. It's, it's like impossible to nail it to one, but if I had to, it would be that even like in my darkest times, whether it's a great day or I'm having a horrible day, um, God kind of meets me where I'm at. And even though it feels like I'm praying to a brick wall sometimes, he always is listening to me and he never leaves me and he doesn't always give me the answer that I want, but he always gives me the answer that I need. Amen. Thanks, man. All right, Drea, tell us about it, the, an encounter, an encounter. I know you've had many, um, and that's fun. I, I get to walk beside high schoolers. It's my job. What a great job. And walk beside them and step into their world, and that's part of what Young Life does. Young Life leaders walk into the world of teenagers and journey with them, no matter their response to the gospel as we share who Jesus is. And, um, and just getting a journey with Drea, she's had so many different encounters uh, with the Lord, but if you could kind of pick an idea of one or a theme of them what would that be um so this last summer i was very blessed um got a, a lot of opportunities for me i was able um to travel to guatemala which, where my, my mom is from and do volunteer work there and i was also able to go to los canyon um the same camp that zach was talking about and i was able to go there for an entire month and volunteer it's a program called the work um and i was a server which was just a really cool experience overall um, I was able to meet a lot of people and pour into others. So, and um, 
God showed up a lot there. Um, there was one story I was serving. I was waiting tables. And I, I think I had, like, the nurse's table and, like, summer staff. Um, and then one of the camper tables, like, one of the leaders called me over and said that one of his campers was really picky and would ask if I could make him four whole quesadillas. Um, so I went back to the kitchen. I didn't think much of it. Um, we got him the quesadillas, and it was totally fine. And then the next day or the, the next morning, um, his leader came up to me and was like, hey, you really impacted uh, my camper's life in a really huge way. Um, I found out that um, the camper that I had brought the quesadillas to was on the spectrum. And had like It took him a lot to get to camp. Like He really didn't want to go, and everyone was like really trying to persuade him to go. And he got to camp and then wanted to leave. So he got there, and he just could not stop complaining um, and just really wanted to go home um, until I brought him the quesadillas. And he agreed to stay one more night, and that happened for three more nights. I kept bringing quesadillas, and the entire day he would complain. Um, and then every night he would be like, okay, I'll stay. Um, and he ended up leaving one day early, but um, his leader came up to me and just thanked me and was like, "You like you're the reason he stayed for these, um, like the four, like the three or four days that he did stay." And I know it made an impact in his life, um, which was just a really cool story to see God work through, because um, it's very random and like, I don't know, a lot of it, like he said, is you wouldn't really think it'd be that impactful, but it was really God. It was really cool to see God move through that. Um, and then one of the other stories is I was. Um, again like at work crew same volunteer night and we were told that there was gonna be like a campfire for like summer staff and like we could like sneak in since it was like the older kids um so we went looking for that and then we actually found this other campfire that was um a bunch of like campers and their um like group and everything so they like joined us in we sat down we were worshiping and stuff and I remember hearing the the guy who was like playing and singing he just kept praying for one of the girls um and so at the very end of it, I walked up to her. I couldn't really see her very well. She was, like, covered. A bunch of people were hugging her and stuff. And I just asked, like, can I pray for you? Um, and I had heard I had heard earlier that day that one of her friends had passed away. Um, didn't know who she was. Didn't know her story. Didn't know who her friend was. But I was able to pray for her. And then the next morning, she approached me and was like, oh, look, you were the girl who prayed for me. And I found out that she had special needs as well. Um, we were doing Capernaum Week, which is campers with special needs. Um, it was just really cool. It was just really powerful that I was able to be there for her um, and pray for her without even knowing her story. Um, so I think God has shown up a lot in the theme um, would be like trust without knowing and just like not knowing all the details um, and just being able to still be impactful and do his work and trust in him. So, yeah. Okay. You answered the second question, which is what is your takeaway? Thank you, Drea. Um, Drea has an amazing heart for people and just serves. Um, and it's one of the joys to be around her and watch that and watch her give her life away. And she chose to do some of that during, uh, this last summer in many different ways, but also at Lost Canyon, our young life camp there. So thanks, Drea. All right. Last but not least, Seth. Um, so my encounter with God actually starts with me being saved. And so in September of my junior year, I had made the decision to get baptized. And I had learned about what that meant, and I was like super excited. And I got baptized, and I was like, I called it a Jesus high for a few days, where I was just like, yeah. And I was really motivated. I was reading my Bible. And then that kind of sizzled out because I kind of got in this mindset of, all right, I'm good. Like, I'm baptized. I'm chill now. I'm, I'm set for life. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Don't need to do anything else. And I started to get distracted by a bunch of things in my life, like relationships, football, school like all these things that I was giving my attention to instead of Jesus. And kind of the metaphor I've always used is it's like, I was like a 
Jesus was taking the picture and I was a toddler and he was trying to get me to look at the camera. He's like, hey, here, here. And I'm like looking all over in different places and I'm never looking where he wanted me to look, which was adult life living for him. And so I was in this uh, sinking feeling kind of and I, I just kind of the idea of living a life for Christ was something I, I wasn't opposed to it. I was just kind of like, eh, that's boring. I was like, I don't really want to do that very much. I mean, I was baptized. I'm a Christian, so I'm good. But I was just like in this really sinking feeling. Like I, I felt like something wasn't right. I wasn't satisfied. And I just never put the pieces together that it was Jesus that I was missing. This hole in my life was a Jesus-shaped hole. And I wasn't like putting those pieces together. And so I was angry. I, I was angry with God. I, I don't know why. I was but just something wasn't right. I wasn't feeling right. And I was like, come on, God, I'm baptized. Why am I not feeling satisfied? And so uh, we were at Lost Canyon. And as you can see, that's a pretty common theme here. Uh, but we were at Lost Canyon. And like the whole week, I just kind of like, I mean, I was having a lot of fun, but just wasn't feeling that satisfaction. So now I'm like starting to really get angry. And so one night we had an opportunity to like kind of be out under the stars, 15 minutes to ourselves, all the power, they turned off all the power in the camp. So it was like pitch black. You could see the stars. And so I was like, all right, this is my chance. And I was kind of like, dude, God, like, uh, what, what's missing? What do I need to figure out? And all of a sudden this like word popped into my head and the word was listen. And I was kind of like, what? I was like, what does that mean? I, I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what to do with that. But I was like, well, I feel like that word was God speaking to me. I don't know what he's trying to say, but I at least knew that that was not an accident. And so I was like, all right, I'll listen. And um, I'm, that night we went to cabin time and I was like kind of just listening to what people were saying. I wasn't saying anything. I was wanting to hear what other people had to say, what they learned from their 15 minutes and went to bed quiet just wasn't saying anything so then the next morning i went out to go read my bible and i opened my bible and the first verse i look at was proverbs 4 1 and it says uh listen O sons hear a father's instruction that you may be attentive and gain insight and i was kind of like whoa <laughs> like that that's pretty cool man and so i was really pumped up with that and then later that same day uh i heard one of the summer staffers uh saying he kind of put the whole idea of Christianity in a way that I had never heard before. And it was um, the idea that a relationship with Jesus is a working relationship. And he had said, if you have a relationship with someone and you don't talk for two months, that doesn't do great for the relationship is kind of the way he put it. And so I was like, oh, I get it. And I like pieced it together that I need to pour my attention into him. I can't be distracted by football relationship school. I can't let those things distract me. I need to pour my attention into Jesus. And so I had kind of just like found that. And so my takeaway from the encounter is to, I mean, to put effort into it, make it a working relationship, but most of all, be proud of my identity in Christ. And like how I had mentioned, the idea of living a life for Christ seemed boring to me. That That finally became like, I got over that thinking like, I get to have a relationship with Jesus. I mean, the creator of the universe wants a relationship with me individually. And that whole idea was just awesome to me. And that was like a huge takeaway from that encounter with Christ. You guys give him a hand, please.
Um, obviously, you can see why I love hanging out with them um, and being able to journey with them. Uh, and uh, as I was out um, this morning uh, doing my thing, uh, I wouldn't say it's a word from the Lord, uh, but Acts 1.8, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Um, and what I am excited about, I'm also sad that you guys are seniors and leaving. None of you are super seniors. You could be and hang out with me another year. If you, I'm looking at all three of you. I looked at all three. Um, but God's invitation to you guys, and, and they have done it so well this year in young life is be his witnesses in Jerusalem. That's in Los Alamos. And I'm excited that the next step for you guys of going to college is Judea and Samaria. And then wherever the Lord takes you, that you get a chance to tell your story in so many different ways. And again, this was a piece of their story, one encounter, one season of an encounter with Jesus and how many more you're going to have. Would it be okay if I pray over them? Gosh, this is hard. Um, this is not the only time I'm going to pray over you guys, but Jesus, I thank you. For Drea, Zach, Zeth, for other seniors who love you and know you, uh, but I pray specifically for these three, that you would continue to empower them to share their encounters with you to their friends, to their classmates, to their families. Lord, I pray that you, Lord, would um, strengthen their faith. Thank you for the things that you're taking them through, the highs and the lows, and their uh, valuable spirits that continue to be willing to learn and to grow. Thank you that you have blessed my life by getting to see you work in theirs. Continue, Lord Jesus, to do your will and your work in their life. Thank you for an opportunity to talk about their story in front of friends this morning. We are grateful. In your name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan, Drea, Zach, Seth. Um, as we close out this morning, I just want to challenge you on where, where do you see God in your story? And your story is going to look different from the person sitting next to you. There might be some similarities, but God has you in this place, in Los Alamos, in this time, in this season, on, on purpose. And you may be like, oh, gosh, I wish it was any other place than Los Alamos. <laughs> like, but he, you're here. Here you are. And he is working in your story. And I know that could be a scary thing to allow God into your story. And, and um, young, young men and women, I used to work with ten, teenagers for 10 years, so you guys are just in my heart. Um, I, I, I think about like David. We know the story of David Goliath. We, we know that story. Well, when David entered into that story, he was a UPS boy when he entered in. He was going into that day delivering some food for his brothers, and that was it. And he walked out that day a warrior. 
and and leading a, a nation, um, you don't know you don't know what's going to happen next in your story. But you can provide an open heart to just say yes to whatever God has for you today and just say, yes, I'll be obedient to that. That, to me, is my, my challenge to you. He was a teenager at that time. UPS boy to warrior king, <laughs> just because he said yes. Another one is uh, Samuel, the prophet, not as well known. But Samuel was a young man, and he, had, he, he started to hear the voice of God, but he's like, I don't, who's this? And he has a mentor, Eli, and Eli like finally recognizes, hey, that's God speaking in your life. So the next time he hears it, he hears his voice, God saying, Samuel, Samuel. And uh, it says that the Lord came, called out his name Samuel, and Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Teenagers and adults, what do, you, if you, do you want to be successful in life? Not in this world, but before our Creator. I can find uh, a few better phrases than that one to just say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And it says when, when Samuel did that, the Lord told him something very hard that he was going to have to do, but he did it. He obeyed. And it says Samuel grew up. The Lord was with him, and everything Samuel said proved to be reliable, or he had a success in everything that he did. I, um, as you put your story into God's hands and just say, speak whatever you want, whatever you want, and you say yes, and you keep your focus on him, I don't care what the circumstances around you say. So when you guys go to college and you're going to have opportunities and opportunities and opportunities. As long as your focus is on Jesus, speak. You tell me what to do, and I will do it, and I will follow you. The circumstances around you may, may not be great, but you will be successful in God's eyes in everything that you do. And that's not just for teenagers. That's for the, the seniors, senior citizens, the grown-ups, everybody. That's all of us. Keep your eyes focused in on Jesus. Can we stand and can we pray? Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this one. Rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster. As well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.